Hello, people. This is the Mad Scientist Supreme, talking today about magnetic fields and the brain. This comes from Science Focus, page 26, Using magnetics to influence the brain could lead to revolutionary new depression treatment. Well, that is true. Interestingly enough, magnetic fields do influence the brain, influence um, how you think. Now, there's a lot of different ways of doing this. Um, a steady magnetic field through your brain seems to have little or no effect, but a pulsating magnetic field through your brain. If it's pulsated with a very light amount of magnetism, it will stimulate a part of your brain to make it more active. So you can stimulate various parts of your brain to increase their um, activity. So creative areas become more creative. Um, is stimulate memory so it's easier to retrieve memories or even make memories. Um, pleasure center so that you feel happier. Um, there is, of course, many sinister uses for this because you put on a helmet and they did invent the happy, happy, joy, joy helmet. Of course, they didn't call it that. Ren and Stimpy called it that. But if you stimulate your pleasure center continuously, you become addicted to that stimulation. So you could put on a magnetic helmet, stimulate your pleasure center, and just sit there and veg out and eventually starve to death. That's, I mean, a happy way to go, but you'll be gone. Uh, you can use this in so many ways to train people's brains. Um, there was a good experiment done a few years back where they took some autistic children and stimulated, overstimulated par their parts of their brain they were using. So if there were, um, what it, when you do an MRI on an autistic person, you'll find certain parts of their brain are very active and the other parts are unused. Well, if you overstimulate a part of the brain, it'll stop it from being able to be used. So it's kind of like you do a marathon, you don't really want to walk after that. You really overstimulate your muscles, you end up where you can't use that muscle for a while. Well, the same go with the brain. If you use very strong, quickly pulsing magnetic fields on certain parts of the brain, those parts you won't be able to use. So you take an autistic child stimulate the parts of its brain that it's using and now it has to use the rest of the brain so you train the brain to be fully functional and after a month of these treatments the autistic kids ended up not being autistic or at least half of them did um, some it didn't work with some autism may be able to be trained out of people by stimulating certain parts of the brain. In some, the change in their brain chemistry may be so profound you cannot change it with magnetic fields. We'll have to use other systems. But now consider, instead of using autistic kids, you get 
a basketball player and you do a sweep of a lot of different basketball players or their MRIs while they're thinking about basketball and playing basketball, and then you overstimulate those areas that are not basketball so that the players on your team, all they can think about is basketball and how to move along the court, that kind of thing. Well, they become better basketball players. And now you've got a team of super basketball players. Well, the difference between the worst NBA team and the best NBA team is really not all that much. So you can overstimulate the worst team and turn them into the best team. And you can do this, of course, throughout many different sports, but you can also do this through things like playing the violin. You want your kid to learn to play the violin? Well, turn him into an autistic savant where all he can think about is playing the violin, and you end up with a savant for a short time. You just take away the treatments, and the kid can use all his brain again, but he can also play the violin. So, several ideas on magnetic fields and brain chemistry. Thank you very much. This is the Mad Scientist Supreme, signing out.